we got a good episode ahead of us. We got I'm gonna break down the NBA, um, the Christmas day, the Christmas games, the games that I saw, um, that I was really like keying in onto. Also, week 17 predictions. Uh, it's do or die for some teams. If some teams win, they're in. If teams lose, they're automatically out. We have a lot to talk about. Week 17 predictions and also the college football playoff predictions. We got the college football playoff coming up. It's upon us. I can't wait to watch these games. Uh, I mean, sports have been really good. It's been really good. The NFL season this year has been really good. We're going to go out with a bang. I'm going to give you guys my predictions for week 17. I cannot wait. Stick around for that. But NBA games, Christmas Day games, what I saw from certain players, certain teams, and also college football predictions. I'm I'm, I'm gonna like this. I'm gonna like this, and I think you guys are gonna like it too. So without further ado, let's go. Okay, so I'm sure everybody's family watched this game. Lakers, Clippers. Lakers got 16 titles, rich history, fancy, all the legendary players, all the Hall of Famers. Then it's the Clippers. The Lakers got James Worthy and Magic and Kobe and Shaq and Kareem and Will and Jerry West. The Clippers have Lob City. <laughs> the Clippers have Lob, Lob City. But what I do know, watching that game on Christmas, and I've been saying this, I've been said it, I, 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 I've been a big believer of this, the Lakers are missing one more piece. The Lakers are missing one more piece that they can, that, can defend, you can throw another body at Paul George and Kawhi, and that can hit a three shot, a three point shot. They are they're they're missing that 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 other guy. They're, they're missing that other guy. The Clippers are way the, the Clippers are more complete. The Clippers are the more are the complete team. They are the more complete team than the Lakers. But even with them being, to me, in my opinion, the more complete team, I still would probably take the Lakers to win if in seven. If the Western Conference Finals started this coming week, and you're telling me everybody's healthy, I would probably, probably go. I would probably take the Lakers in seven. I would probably take the Lakers in seven 
to beat the Clippers. Despite the Clippers being the more complete team. The Clippers got the they got the coach, front office, the stars and Kawhi and PG, the role guys, the like the like the critical role guys like Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, Montrezl Harold. Like if any one of those three guys go down as a role player for, for the Clippers, like as far as Lou Will or Patrick Beverly or Montrezl, it's like if those guys were to have a significant injury, the Clippers would be still fine, but they wouldn't be the same. Like, the Clippers defensively, without Patrick Beverly, wouldn't be the same. Offensively, coming off the bench and the bench production, if, uh, if, if, Lou Will, if Lou Williams was to suffer the injury, that bench production wouldn't be as dominant. It wouldn't, they wouldn't get the same production off the bench. Same thing with, with, with Montrezl Harold. The bench production would obviously go down. So I'm talking about the critical role, guys. The Clippers have that. The Clippers are really good defensively, especially on the perimeter. They're really good at, I mean, when they decide, when, when, when Doc Rivers decides to put that, that finishing lineup out there, that closing lineup out there, with I think it's Paul George, Kawhi, Patrick Beverly, Lou Will, and Montrezl Harold, when he puts that, they defend. They defend it. You have three elite perimeter defenders in Patrick Beverly, Paul George, and Kawhi. So the pick and roll, like, it's crazy. It is crazy. But despite having all of those advantages, and I think with the Stars, I think um, you can go either way with Paul George and Kawhi and uh, LeBron and AD. For my liking, I would probably, like I told you guys, for entertainment-wise purposes, I would take AD and LeBron. I'm taking AD and LeBron as the, as the best duo. But you can go, you can go either way. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a flip of a coin. You can go either way because I think Kawhi and LeBron, at this point, they cancel out each other. And it would be, it'd be between Anthony Davis and Paul George. Who you like better? Me, Anthony Davis. I'm going to take Anthony Davis. But it, it depends on who you like. It, it depends on like who you like. But I think LeBron at this point, LeBron and Kawhi, they cancel out each other. So it's like AD and LeBron. It's like AD and, and PG. It's like uh, go either way. But the Lakers are missing that one guy, that other guy that comes off the bench and provides a spark. And I know I know Kuzma had a good game. Good for him because he's been struggling this year. Uh, some of the fact is due to uh, the the. The shots, limit of shot, the limit of shots he's been not been taking uh, as to the last few years, and he's coming off an ankle injury, you know that he had to miss the first what nine games for. So I know that's a factor, but I, I, do you? I, I mean, I'm, I I like this Clipper team. I like both teams. I think mean, both teams are the class of the Western Conference. I think it's the Lakers, Clippers, and everybody else. I think it's the Lakers. I think it's the Lakers and Clippers, everybody else. But the Lakers are missing that one guy. You know, going into the fourth quarter, you know they they you know they, the game was tied. LeBron made a, a nice little run. He scored about I think eight points in the first like four minutes, first four minutes of the fourth quarter. Scored eight points, but then last six minutes, the Clippers won on a seventeen to three one. And you're like, how did that happen? How, how, what, what what happened? 
Lakers couldn't hit a shot. Lakers couldn't hit a shot. Lakers couldn't hit a shot. AD, you know, I mean, with the with the with the talent, with the represent skill set and the talents of Anthony Davis, I need Anthony Davis to be more assertive. He played good, yeah, but like down the stretch, and it, it shows like even with Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis is a all time talent. He's a all-time talent. I, I, I've been over, I told you guys in the summertime when he got traded to the Lakers, I said, Anthony Davis is probably the best player in American sports you've never seen play. And you're like, how come? Well, he played in New Orleans. Anthony Davis is probably the best American athlete that you, that he's probably the best player in American sports that you've never seen play because he played for the Pelicans. He played for the Pelicans. And he was a walking 28 and 11 every night with three blocks. And you never get to see him because he plays for the Pels. But now, even with his all-time talent, and I, I've said it, he's that, and I said, he could, he, this guy could probably go down as one of the greatest power forwards with Tim Duncan in basketball. So he has all-time talent. Talent's not an issue. The skills are not an issue. The size is not an issue. But, at, like, even with... His talents and all of that that I've just discussed and pointed out, you have, Mar- I mean, Anthony Davis, you have Montrez Herald on you. Body Montrez Herald. Like, the Clippers, like, did you see what the Clippers did? The Clippers didn't, they didn't double team Anthony Davis. They didn't force Anthony Davis to get the, they, like, they, they was like, well, yeah, Anthony's great and all, but we'll let him go one-on-one. We let we let him go one on one. The 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 Clippers they basically let Anthony Davis go one on one. They was like, yeah, you're really good, you're really talented, super talented, but yeah, we'll let you go one on one. Even though Montrezl Harrell is a mismatch, we'll let you go one on one. And Anthony Davis was selling for fadeaway jump shots. Made one. I mean, down the stretch, he made one, but the Lakers went back to him. He did, he took another fadeaway, another jab step, fadeaway jump shot, and he missed. And I'm like, why, first, why that shot? Why not take it into the teeth of the defense? You're Anthony Davis. Montrose Herald is the biggest guy on the floor that the Clippers have. Why not body him? Montrose Herald's what, 6'9"? 6'9"? He's 6'9"? Anthony Davis, if you don't body him, I was looking for Anthony Davis to dominate the paint when they took Zubats out, because I know Zubats is a seven-footer, and the Lakers, you know, they have Anthony Davis play the five, closing the games, and I'm like, uh, why isn't Anthony Davis bodying and, and killing Montrezl Harrell in the paint? He should be killing him, and forcing the Clippers to double. The Clippers are like, hey, yeah, 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 no, we're not going to double. We're not going to double. Then LeBron, you know, down the stretch, he kicks it out to his shooters. Danny Green, Avery Bradley, Kyle Kuzma, KCP. Couldn't hit a shot. Crickets. Couldn't hit a shot. Couldn't hit the big shot. Couldn't hit the big shot. And if you if you like if you were just an alien and you were from Mars and you didn't know nobody's name on the floor. And you just knew the jerseys were white and yellow. You would probably say, and somebody asks, "Hey, who do you think the best player on the floor was?" And that person, that person would probably say, 
Number two in the white, yeah, he was the best player. Kawhi Leonard was the best player. Still, this is, and I don't think this is about the Clippers. I don't think it's about the Clippers being uh, that much better than the Lakers because you know I I think I still think the Clippers still have their figuring out to do. They got their things to figure out. They're still trying to make moves. I don't know why they're still trying to make moves though. I think they want more out of that point guard position as far as in the starting lineup. But they're still trying to make moves. They're still trying to figure out some things. But so I don't think it's more about I don't think it's about the Clippers being that much better than the Lakers. I don't think it's about Kawhi Leonard and how phenomenal he's playing. Because he is playing phenomenal. He's these last few months since the playoffs, since the twenty eighteen playoffs with Toronto, Kawhi Leonard has been on a different planet. He's been playing on a different level. He's been playing on a different level. I give him that. I I give him that. But I think this game showed me and it was just it was just confirmation that yeah, the Lakers need another guy. And I've been saying it since, you know, that even even with their win streak that that they went on um and the hot start that they got off to and them being number 1 in the West, I still identified a problem and that problem was yeah, they they need another guy that can shoot the three. They need another wing defender. And it's so funny because the Clippers defensively are good on the perimeter. The Lakers strong point defensively and they both teams are good defensively, but the Lakers strong point is in the interior, in the inside. But the Clippers are better out defending the perimeter because of their wing defenders and Paul George and Kawhi and Patrick Beverly. But the Lakers got skyscrapers with Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. They got guys that are big and, and that are shot blockers. So it's just funny. It's just funny how that all worked out. But I don't think, I, don't, I, I, I just don't think it's about the Clippers, all about the Clippers being just that, just being a little better than the Lakers. I just don't think that. I think it's more about the Lakers miss, missing another piece. Missing another, like, role player. Like, okay, you got your stars with the Lakers. Let's look at the Lakers structure. I think the Clippers structure is a little bit better um, as far as the front office and the role players and the coach. Frank, Like I said, Frank Vogel's doing a good job. Frank Vogel's doing an absolutely phenomenal job with this team. And the front office, uh, I've been skeptical of. You know, the front office, I've been skeptical of with Rob Palenka leading the way and, uh, and, 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 Jeannie Buss, I've been skeptical, and Linda Rambis, <laughs> I've been skeptical, but rightfully so, but let's look at the Lakers, okay, they got their stars, they got the superstars, and AD and LeBron, check, okay, cool, you, you can win a title with those two, no problem, but I look at their role play, I'm like, okay, the one role play that I know I can depend on for the Lakers, who I think will come through, Danny Green, I think Danny Green will be a tremendous part of if the Lakers Win the title or they don't. I think he'll be a tremendous part. So I think he's a I think he's one key role player. I guess Kyle Kuzma or JaVel McGee or Dwight Howard or Alex Caruso. I don't know. 
I guess, and then that other person. That other player that they're missing. They miss they're missing another player. I think I think Danny Green is by far, I think, their best like role player. But who was those uh, who's the other two guys that the Clippers have that the Lakers don't or we can't identify? Like with Kuz in this inconsistent play, I don't know. They might they might be looking to trade him. I'm hearing the trade rumors about Kuzma. I'm hearing trade rumors about Kyle Kuzma. You know, is is a, is one are one of those bigs going to be a, one of those role players? Like as far as Javale McGee and Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard still had you know he had some of his he had some bright moments in the game, but it's like he had some moments where it was like the oh, Dwight, what were you thinking? You know what I'm saying? It's like well, he had one, he had some of those moments. Or is it going to be Alex Caruso, KCP, and then that other guy? They're missing another guy. They're missing one more guy. If the Lakers can acquire that piece in February, i like the Lakers to win a title. But if they can't acquire that piece, I'll probably still pick them to win in seven. But the Clippers, note this, the Clippers, they are the more complete team. They are. It's the, it's the harsh reality and it's the hard truth for a lot of uh, local Los Angeles citizens in, in Laker Nation. But the Clippers have the more complete team. But that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Because I think I would still pick this Laker team to beat the Clippers in seven. But do note, the Clippers do have the more complete team, and they're very scary. Now I want to move shift gears to um, Giannis in Milwaukee. <laughs> and I told you guys, I told you guys. I, it's, it's so funny. I was watching a game on Christmas Day before the Laker game. I watched that Milwaukee game, and I watched the Houston game. I'm going to get to that too. <laughs> Hot mess. Hot mess. I'm going to get to that too. But remember what you guys told me last what last Thursday when when Giannis came when LeBron went to Milwaukee and the Lakers went to Milwaukee and Giannis dropped thirty five hit five three oh my gosh Giannis is on the best player in the league Giannis is taking a throw for LeBron and I said no Giannis has not taken the throne from LeBron Giannis has not taken the throne from LeBron. Did you see Giannis against the 76ers? Joel, Joel and Bede single-handedly shut down Giannis Antetokounmpo. But you guys tell me Giannis is going to take over the league. He doesn't have a jump shot. Until he gets a jump shot, I don't want to hear the Giannis crap. I, I just don't want to hear the Giannis crap until he gets a jump shot. You guys came over here and told me, oh, Giannis is the best player in basketball. Giannis took the throne from LeBron, passing of the torch. There was no passing of the torch. And I said that. I said, there's no passing of the torch. It's a regular season game. Milwaukee has a lot to prove. The Lakers... Now, still number one in the West. Lakers coming off of this, their second night of back-to-back. Who cares? 
But I saw the, I saw the Bucks play against the 76ers. 76ers were extremely hot from the three-point line. Yes, they were extremely hot. But I looked at Giannis. I'm like, this is this is the best player in the league. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. I like the kid, Giannis. I, I think he's good. I think he's great. I, I think it's a good story. But don't try to don't try to feed me the don't try to feed me that crap with Giannis. Like, oh, Giannis taking over the league. Please slow down. <laughs> Giannis, Giannis can't even get by. The 76ers who, who 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 has a Ben Simmons who can't shoot and Joel Embiid on bad knees. Giannis can't get by those guys. Before so get get by those guys and then come to me and talk about passing of the torch. <laughs> Giannis can't even beat a bad knee Joel Embiid and, and non-shooting Ben Simmons. Which thing he's gonna do with Kawhi Leonard, the Finals MVP, and Paul George? <laughs> like. <laughs> In a, in, in a playoff series, though. Not a regular season. A playoff series. Try to feed me that crap. <laughs> Giannis is taking over the league. No, the hell he's not. Sorry. I like Giannis. Think he's a cool kid. Like Milwaukee. Think they're going to be really good. They're probably going to win about 60 games. But, no. He's not taking over the league. He is not taking over the league. He, he does not have a jump shot. He does not have a jump shot. So please stop hitting me with the Giannis gonna take over the league. Once again, I showed you, I told you, who's gonna be the other guys for the for the Bucks? Like when it's Gian, when Giannis is struggling and having a bad night, who steps up? And hey, what did I say about Chris Middleton? He had an All Star year last year. I give it to him. He was on the best team. Um, he was a, he was on the best team, best record as far as record wise with the with second best player. Second best player with the on the team with the best record. I get why I made the All-Star game, but you're not going to convince me that Chris Middleton is a bona fide uh, premier All-Star. You're not going to sell me on that. You're not going to sell me on that. Just because he's getting paid like one doesn't make him one. Doesn't make him a perennial All-Star. He's a good player. He's a good solid player who I think will make the All-Star game a couple more times, but he's not a perennial All-Star. Sorry. Don't try to sell me like he's like he is uh like he's a perennial all-star and he makes the all-star year. He makes the all-star game every other year. Like, no, no. Yeah, great year last year. Stay healthy, play well, play alongside Giannis. No. Not a perennial all-star. But who's gonna be the next who's gonna be the next couple guys that steps up for Milwaukee? That is my question. Who steps up? Because it's gonna it's gonna be nice like that in the postseason where Giannis is struggling and he's not shooting the ball well, and it calls for the for the Bucks to go to somebody else. Who's gonna be that guy? Answer that question for me. Once you get that answer, come back and talk to me. But answer that question for me. What? Who's gonna be the guy that the, that the Bucks can go to if Giannis is struggling? And don't tell me, don't tell me Chris Middleton because Chris Middleton. He's hit and miss. He's hit or miss. He's hit or miss. I'm sorry. He was very streaky throughout the playoffs of last year. But I'll be back at the top of the hour to give you the college football playoff predictions um, and talk about some Houston Rockets as well.
Okay, so we all know we got the college football playoff. And I know you guys have been waiting for my picks. I'm going to give you my picks. The college football playoff for tomorrow, I'm going to give you guys my picks. My my college football playoff predictions. This is how this is the way I think the game, the first two games are gonna go. I once the nat once the national once these games are settled and finished, I will then once the national championship game approaches, I will then give you guys my national championship um, predictions. But for the semifinal, LSU against Oklahoma. Let's start right there. Number four, number one, LSU been playing absolutely phenomenal this year. Offensively spectacular. Joe Barrow, Heisman Trophy winner. We know about all of the accolades that come with that. The big thing with LSU that's been like like real the like the standout difference is practically is their their offense. It's easy. It's their offense. For years I have watched LSU with had a have a lot of talent and you like you see you see all these LSU guys in the league and you're like, why can't they just never like do the do the damn thing? But they have put everything together. They have put they have put their talent, their scheme, and their coaching together. And those days put all three together, and it's working. It's working, and they look practically unbeatable. I'm gonna take all that. Obviously, I'm gonna take LSU to beat Oklahoma. Um, you know, I know we love Oklahoma and we love Lincoln Riley and the creativity and how great of an offensive guru and mind that he is and that all of that he is. But I don't think he will have enough talent across the board to match up with LSU. I don't think they can match up with LSU. I I just don't think they can match up. You know, people tell me that they well, people tell me that their defense, Oklahoma's defense is better than it was the last few years. Still not buying. It. I think LSU will have I think LSU will have a field day. I think LSU will have a field day. Um I'm I'm, I'm going to have LSU beating this game. I'm gonna have, I'm going to have LSU win this game. I see a lot of points. I see a lot of points. I'm going to go with about I'm going to go 56 38, 56-38 LSU. I think LSU, um, they, I think it's going to be close in the first half. I think LSU, it's going to be hard for Oklahoma to stop LSU. I'm going to be honest. It's going to be really hard for Oklahoma to stop LSU. I, I just don't think they match up um, all the way. I don't see that standout. Like, I, don't, I just don't see it. So I'm going to go with LSU. I think it's, it's close the first two quarters. The first half is close. I think it's going to be close the first half. But I think eventually LSU will be too strong, too talented, and they out-scheme Oklahoma. And they, I think they'll win by two touchdowns and a field goal. So I have Oklahoma winning 56-38. 56-38, yes. 56-38, LSU. Okay, and then for the next game, for the next game, we have Clem. We have Ohio State playing Clemson. Number two, number two Ohio State playing number three Clemson. Clemson all year has been doubted. Um, they've they've had their bumps and bruises early on, but as the season continued, uh, as it as as playoff time got closer, the Tigers, the Clemson Tigers played better. They played better. 
offensively, Trevor Lawrence, and it all started with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence picked up his play. He um he he limited his turnovers. He he had a turnover problem early in the season, and everybody, oh, what's going on with Trevor Lawrence? I'm like, nothing's going on with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he they started to pick it up. They started to pick up their play. That's what they did. He it started all with him on offense. Um, Travis ATM has he's been he's been great all year. You know they got he, he has receivers and weapons to throw to. Love, I love Dabo Sweeney, Coach Sweeney. Love him, love him as a coach. I think he is the best coach in this college football playoff tournament right now. Out of the four teams, he is the best close. He's the he's the best coach. Excuse me, he's the best coach. So with that, I'm gonna pick LSU. I know I I know Ohio. I mean I mean Clemson. I'm gonna pick Clemson. I'm gonna be I'm gonna pick Clemson to defeat. Ohio State. I know Ohio State's been very dominant this year. I know we love Chase Young. The Ohio State has been high, you know, flashy, been able to overcome certain hurdles. Love Ohio State. I love them. But I just can't go against Clemson. I cannot go against Clemson. They have the experience. They have the best coach. They got the best quarterback, in my opinion, and their secondary. I think their secondary. You know, for, for the last few years when they had Deshaun Watson and last year, the strength of Clemson's defense was the front seven, the linebacking core. But the strength of Clemson's defense this year is their secondary. I think their secondary will come up big. Also. Justin Fields' health is an issue. He's saying he's not 100%. Uh, I'm shaky. I'm shaky. And I will probably still pay Clemson even if Justin Fields was healthy. But he's saying he's not 100%. I'm good. I'm definitely picking Clemson. Um, I just don't know the status. I don't know what he can't or can't do as far as Justin Fields' availability. I don't. I know he's going to play. But I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what he can do. Like, can he run at his fastest? Does he have a big knee brace on? That is all things I need to take in cons- into, you know, serious contention. And that's what think. That's what I think I'm going to I'm gonna go with Clemson. I, I, I just think they're healthier, like their coach, got the better coach, got the better quarterback. Uh, the secondary defensively, I like Ohio State's defense is not bad either. Ohio State's very ta- Ohio State's a really good team, and it wouldn't surprise me if they win this game because uh, I think Vegas has about negative two, negative two for Clemson. But I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Clemson. It's a it's one of these games you flip a coin. You're like, hey, I like I like I like I like who I like. I like Clemson. I, I'm gonna go with Clemson with the reasons I just gave you. Also, um. Just a lot of some some injuries and some some questions that I have about Ohio State and as far as health that I, I I'm not sure. So I'm I'm gonna go with Clemson. I'm gonna go with Clemson to win this game. I think it's very close. I think it'll be close. Obviously, it's gonna be closer than the LSU game. I have this game going 45-41. 45-41 Clemson Tigers, and we have a. LSU Tiger and a Clemson Tigers National Championship. That is my prediction for the college football playoff uh, games, semifinals. That is my predictions. That is what I think it's going to happen. 
I'll be back um, on the next segment to give you guys my NFL Week 17 predictions. Last week of the NFL season, let's finish strong. Okay, so with the bo- with the debacle with Houston on Christmas Day, <laughs> absolutely horrible. Uh, Steve Kerr just shows once again why he's a good coach. Um, well, I think he's a good coach. Hey, uh, under you know underachieving, well not underachieving because they they got they got hit with the injury bug, but with a team that you know basically playing for nothing, the Warriors you know last got a bad record last in their conference. Um, you know, it's Christmas Day, Chase Center, James Harden, Houston Rockets, Russell Westbrook. You know, they come to town and Draymond's playing and like the Rock, the, the Warriors took it to him. Even those, even though those, most of those players haven't participated in the last few Western Conference playoff battles that the Warriors and Rockets were in. <laughs> Boy, oh boy, did the did, did the Warriors take it to the Rockets? And basically, what they did was they pressured and trapped James Harden every time he passed half court. And it was like basically, like, okay, we know Harden can go get fifty, but can somebody else go get thirty and beat us? And the question was no. And that is why I think the Rockets are just a good team in the West. I don't I don't see them as winning I don't see them winning a championship. I see them as a very good team in the West who on most nights they play against talent and teams who are often inferior than them. Uh I think players now are mesmerized by the by the points that James Harden puts up and most nights you know, it's not very hard for Houston. Houston find you know, Houston has a very easy time with scoring and the game is so up tempo. It's not that hard for Houston for most nights. But nights like when they have to play the Lakers, Clippers, even though they beat the Clippers um, you know, yet last week, I still think the Clippers are better. But when they got to play the Clippers, Mavericks Lakers, Utah, it's going to be a little tough for James Harden in the Rockets. And you know, you know what team's going to do and say? They look at the Warriors game, but they're going, oh. We trapped James Harden and forced somebody else to beat us. Even Russell Westbrook, he, forget this. You guys say I'm a Westbrook hater. 
You call me a Westbrook hater, but it's the reason why I call him Russell Westbrook. He missed the most field goal attempts on Christmas Day history. How fitting. How jolly. How fitting. How fitting. The worst three-point shooter in playoff history now holds the record for most missed field goals in a Christmas Day game. Like, <laughs> this Westbrook, hey, I told you, Westbrook, it just, the Harden and Westbrook thing, they're putting up good numbers, they're going to win, they're going to win about 50-50, they're going to win 50 plus games, and they're going to probably be a top five seed, you know, despite any injuries to one of those two guys, but it's not going to work, and it doesn't look right, it just doesn't look right, Westbrook feels out of place. You know, he looks at Harden, he feels out of place. But that's the Rockets for you. And that's what the Rockets have been these last few years. Never never really been good enough to win the title. Really good Western Conference team that will win 50-plus games in the Western Conference. And that's due to most teams just being mesmerized by James Harden's scoring totals. And them just playing quickly and up-tempo and everything's up-tempo. Basically. But on to Week 17 predictions right now. So I have the Bears against Minnesota. The Bears are three and a half point underdogs. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take Minnesota. I think Minnesota wins this game. Could have a bad Monday Night loss to get that bad taste out of their mouths going into the wild card round. The Vikings need this. Look, they need to look good in this win. Um, so they can go into Wild Card Weekend being confident. I'm going to take the Vikings to win 27-13. 1 o'clock game, another 1 o'clock game. New England, Miami at New England. 16.5 point favorite uh, that the Patriots are. I'm going to take New England. New England's trying to lock up the two seed. I don't see them losing to Miami uh, unless... New England sits their starters, but I don't think they would do that because they don't have a number. They don't have the number two seed locked up. I think New England will win this game, thirty to fourteen. The Jets at Buffalo. Neither team is really playing for nothing. Buffalo already has their playoff spot locked up. They cannot get any higher or any better of a seeding. Uh, the Jets are horrible. Uh, Buffalo's a one-point favorite, though. Um, I'm going to take Buffalo, of course. Buffalo, I think they'll win this game. They're at home. They'll finish off the season with a bang. Also, just like Minnesota, going on to wild card weekend, I'm going to take Buffalo to win this game 27-22. The Jets have been playing well um, these last few weeks, though. Another 1 o'clock game on the docket. L.A. Chargers at Kansas City. Kansas City's a nine-point favorite. Of course, I'm going to take the points. And Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City, also similar to, to New England, they do not have the two seed or three seed locked up. So I am suggest that their starters will be playing. Um, both, both New England and Kansas City are playing for uh, the two seeds. They're playing for the two seeds. So I'm going to take Kansas City to win this game. Excuse me. I'm going to take Kansas City to win this game over the Chargers. Chargers, I think they'll find a way to... Another way to win, uh, to lose another game. Um, I'm going to take Kansas City to win this game 28-14. 28-14 Kansas City. 1 o'clock game, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. 
both teams have, uh, well, Atlanta has, you know, caught its groove these last few weeks. I'm going to take Atlanta. I'm going to take Atlanta at Tampa Bay. I think Atlanta, they've been having a, they've been, they've been having somewhat of some offensive uh, showings these last few weeks. I'm going to take Atlanta to win 31-23. Just don't trust Jameis. Uh, I'm sure he's going to give Atlanta two turnovers. Green Bay at Detroit. Green Bay has everything locked up. I'm not sure what they're playing for. 12.5 point favorite. Um, I'm not going to take the points. I think Green Bay will win this game. But uh, it's going to be a little close because I don't know what Green Bay starters are going to do. This is the thing about picking games in week 17. You know, teams got stuff locked up already. So, But I'm going to go with Green Bay to win this game 30-20. to 20. 30 to 20 Green Bay. I'm going to take that. One o'clock game, New Orleans at Carolina. New Orleans is also playing for the number one seed. They're 13 half point favorite. I'm going to take New Orleans. Carolina has gone into a toilet since they fired Ron Rivera. Um, it's more of a cultural thing because he really embodies that team. So I'm going to take Carolina to win. I'm going to take New Orleans to win this game. Excuse me. I'm going to take New Orleans to win this game. Uh, on the road to hopefully, you know, they're trying to clinch that number one seed. I'm going to take New Orleans to win 34-17. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a two-and-a-half-point underdog. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take Cleveland. Cleveland, I think they finished off the season well. They really played Buffalo tough. It's just that, I mean, Baltimore. They played Baltimore tough, excuse me. Uh, last week, it's just that Baltimore was absolutely too good, too dominant. Uh, they they let some some late scores in in the first half go up, you know go off their fingertips. But I think Cleveland will win the finish the deal at seven and nine as I predicted to beat Cincinnati. I have them beating Cincinnati twenty seven ten twenty seven ten since uh, Cleveland. Oakland at Denver. Denver is a three and a half point favorite. Oakland needs a hell of a lot to win this game, but I'm gonna take Denver. Denver's been really good at home uh, these last few weeks since, basically, since they started Drew Locke. Their defense have you know their defense is always solid for the most part. The three and a half point favorites, as I mentioned, I'm gonna take the points and I'm gonna take Denver. I think Denver wins this game, 28-24. Arizona at the Rams. Uh, the Ram neither team is playing for anything. The Rams are six and a half point favorites. I'm gonna take the points. I think the Rams will win, but I think the I think Cardinals will try to come out and play hard, harder than what they did uh, the la- the about three weeks ago when the Rams went to Arizona and like destroyed Arizona. I think uh, the Rams. I think the, the Cardinals will come out and play better, but I think the Rams will be too much, even without Jamal Ramsey. I think the Rams will be too much. I think they'll win twenty-four eighteen. Eagles, Cow, Eagles, Giants. Excuse me. Four o'clock game. The Giants are a three and a half point underdog. I'm gonna take the points. I think Philly wins this game. I think Philly gets locked up in the NFC East. The Giants' defense is stinky. It's awful. I'm gonna take. Uh, oh, excuse me. I'm going to take the Eagles to win, even without Zach Ertz and even without everybody else in their offense. I'm going to take the Eagles to win to clinch the NFC East and make it to the playoffs. I have Philly winning this game 20, well, no, sorry, 34, no, well, no, I'm, I'm what am I reading? Um, Because I, I, I have these written down, guys. Uh, So I have Philly, I have Philly winning 27-14, 27-14 Philadelphia. 
Tennessee versus Houston. Houston, uh, Tennessee needs this game more. They basically get into the playoffs. Tennessee is a six and a half point. Oh, Tennessee is a six point favorite, surprisingly. Uh, I'm going to take Tennessee to win this game. I think they win a close one um, to sneak in into the playoffs. I'm going to take Tennessee to win 30 to 27. Baltimore, I mean, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Baltimore is a two-point favorite. It's uh, the the spread is two because Baltimore are not they're not playing their starters. Baltimore is not playing their starters. Um, I'm gonna take Pittsburgh to win, even though Baltimore's at home. I'm gonna take Pittsburgh to win. Pittsburgh will win to finish off this season nine and seven, I suspect. So that would be I would have them winning twenty four sixteen twenty four sixteen Pittsburgh. Uh, Washington at Dallas. Dallas is a 12.5 point favorite. Um, I'm going to lower the points. It's a rivalry game. It's a division game. It's a game with a lot on the line. The Cowboys need a they need a, a win and a Philly loss to the Giants. So they'll be rooting for the Giants and they'll be trying to their best to beat the Redskins. A rivalry game always means a lot. I still think the Cowboys will win this game. But it's going to be closer than 12 and a half points by. It's going to be closer. It's I, I have them winning 27-20. 27-20 Cowboys. Um, and then Indianapolis at Jacksonville. This is the last 4 o'clock game. Jacksonville is a 5 and a half point underdog. I'm going to take the points, but I'm taking Indy. I think Indy will close out the season well. I think they're at 8 and 8, I suspect. Um... I think they're at, I think, yeah, I think, yep, they're 8-8, eight eight. uh, they finished 8-8, eight eight. uh, you know, Doug Maroon, you know, fired by the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tom Landry let go by the Jaguars, so the Jaguars are going clean house, I don't trust it, bad organization. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Seattle, San Francisco travels to Seattle, Seattle is a three and a half point underdog, I'm going to take the points, I think the San Francisco 49ers will clinch the number one seed with a victory over the Seahawks. The Seahawks have a lot of injuries to a key position that they heavily depend on. I think the 49ers will feast and take advantage of that um, weakness. And the 49ers will beat the Seahawks to clinch the number one seed and the NFC West. I have them winning, though. It's going to be close. Russell Wilson is going to keep it close. 31-27 uh 49ers. Those are my week 17 picks. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. Means a lot. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll be back. We have a lot to discuss. We got playoff matchups, uh, college football playoff, national title games. We got a lot. Um, but thank you guys. Thank you guys for keep on tuning in and listening. Happy holidays. I hope everybody got what they wanted for Christmas. Hope your Christmas is good. Mine's was awesome. Uh, but thank you guys for listening and tuning in. I will see you guys on the next episode. Audi, peace. Gone.